Don't you hate it when you get sucked into a fruitless social media debate first thing in the morning? Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you are listening to The Woman's Blaining Podcast. So yeah, I did that. I got into a fruitless social media debate first thing this morning, and I totally walked right into it. I knew what I, I knew exactly what I was doing. So let me tell you how we got here. You know, when you see a post, you know, when you comment what you're getting yourself into. And a lot of times I scroll right by because I know that it's such a time suck to get into these fruitless debates with people on the left, but I couldn't help myself with this one in particular. It was a Facebook post by Lisa Bevere and Lisa Bevere is a Christian women's ministry. She's an author. She's a speaker. She does a lot of conferences. Her husband, John Bevere, also does a lot of uh, ministry with men's ministry. The two of them have done a lot of stuff with family and marriage. And I've really, several years ago, I was a huge fan of Lisa Bevere. And I spent a lot of time watching her videos and listening to her um podcast and reading her books. She actually wrote a book. This is how I found her. She was uh, preaching about, uh, teaching about her book, Lioness Arising. And it was really about the power of women and how God created women for such a specific purpose and how important the role of women as wives and mothers and in our society and and that he did not make a mistake in the way that he designed us to be and how we should embrace that and how powerful that is. And I've just loved her message. I found her to be extremely encouraging. Back when I found her 2014, 2015, I was really going through a dark season in my life with my children. I was a single mom. We were going through, it ended up being a three-year court battle to protect my children. And so I was really run down. I was really depressed and I was really needing some encouragement. And that's during that time is really when I found Jesus as an adult and began my faith journey. And Lisa was one of the first Christian teachers that I found, uh, second to Joyce Meyer. I think I found her through Joyce Meyer. I would watch Joyce Meyer's videos almost every day. And she and Lisa do a lot of Christian conferences together and things like that. So I found Lisa through Joyce and just really liked her. So I was following her on YouTube and Facebook and all these different places. And to be honest, I kind of forgot that I was still following her uh, because I, once I got into reading the Bible and really digging into the Bible itself, I didn't really feel like a lot of what she said aligned directly with the Bible. I felt like she, she has a good message, but it's not, I don't feel like she uses the Bible as the foundation for her teaching. And I really felt like she was more of a celebrity pastor than actually being true to sticking to biblical principles. And so I tend not to, I really don't follow many of these um, religious teachers. I really just read the Bible. I I'm, I mentioned in uh, a previous podcast about Jack Hibbs. I really enjoy Jack Hibbs' teaching. I really feel like he is 
a Bible-based teacher. So I watch his videos a lot and really enjoy his sermons. My own pastor, Pastor Jay Smith at Cedar Park Church in Bothell, he's not even on social media, but he is a wonderful Bible teacher. And, you know, I really like to get into the the meat of his teachings. And so, you know, we'll take away from what he preached on Sunday and, you know, continue that, that chapter of the Bible throughout the week. That's kind of how I have been doing my Bible study in the past few years. So I've gotten away from a lot of these celebrity preachers And long story short, that I don't know how she still ended up being in my feed, but lo and behold, there she was. (laughs) And it was like a trap and I fell right into it. So her post this morning on Facebook said, female is beautiful. Gender was created to express God's divine plan and purpose. And I knew that she had crafted this message specifically so that she didn't get herself into the whole idea of male and female. And to leave that door open by saying gender was created to express God's divine plan and purpose, which I absolutely agree with that. But I feel like she intentionally left off (laughs) the most important part of that sentiment, which is what I commented. And my comment said, he created them male and female period, full stop. And most people agreed with that, but there were, of course, a few people who did not, which is, I'm not going to lie, that was definitely leftist bait by putting that comment on there. And I guess I maybe did it because I was curious, like, who are the people that are following Lisa Bevere? Who are the people that follow these, uh, and I'm using air quotes, Christian leaders? I thought that would be really telling And it certainly was. One person commented, I'm going to read you this comment and I'm going to link in the show notes to this Facebook post so you can go read the comments for yourself if you like to do that sort of thing. But this one comment is really interesting. Um, Commenting back to me, if the Bible was 100% clear all of the time, how was it used for so many years to justify racism? Here we go. How was it used for so many years to forbid women to speak in church? When Lisa now gets to speak freely, how, when it's not even in the language it was written, unless you are fluent biblical Greek and Hebrew and reading it in those original languages, is it totally clear for you in the English language? Give the Bible and this beautiful world some justice to see it as complex, mysterious, and ongoing in its revelation of, quote, truth. If that be so, Why can we not expand our minds to think that God might have created a multifaceted, complicated, and unique world with more than just black and white gender? And finally, how, when Lisa wasn't directly referencing this issue, was your heart drawn to say this? What does that say about you really? Oh boy, a lot to unpack there. And we're not going to totally unpack it. I suppose we will a little bit. I don't want to get into the racism thing because that's not what I'm doing today. But it wasn't surprising to me to see that someone uh, and this commenter wasn't the only person that pulled out the the racism piece. But you also see this kind of thing that Lisa is doing here. You see these these celebrity pastors doing this with racism with gender. Um, They're doing it in all of these sort of cultural facets that we're dealing with right now, because 
they have to stay relevant. Otherwise, they are going to lose their audience. And we can't deny that these people are making a lot of money doing what they're doing, selling the books, having the conferences. And if they speak the black and white truth of the Bible, they're going to alienate a significant portion of their following. And I think most of these people are not willing to go there. So it wasn't a surprise to me to see her posting in this way so that she could say that female is beautiful and that it's important. That's a huge part of her message. But you also see based on her post saying gender was created to express God's divine plan and purpose. She left the door wide open for interpretation and she didn't take a stand. And so if we look at what the Bible says in the first book in Genesis 1, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That's Genesis 1, 27. Now I, you know, to answer this person that commented me, no, I haven't read the Greek or the Hebrew version. And what I just quoted you is from the, the new international version, which is probably what I read most frequently. And I get that, you know, there is discrepancy between the original language that the Bible was written in and what we have interpreted it to now, especially This is kind of a tangent, but especially in the message version of the Bible, I think there's a huge ton of discrepancy and I do not personally use the message version of the Bible because I think it's sort of somebody's interpretation. I don't feel that a lot of it aligns directly with what is intended, but that's neither here nor there. I think what's really interesting in this particular verse is how many times it is repeated, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We have in his image, in the image of God, he created them, he created them, and he created them. Three times he created them, and two times in his own image. And I don't think there's any way that you can interpret this other than he created them, male and female, man and woman. And while we do know that just like there are a wide variety of birth defects, we know that things can go wrong. We know that genetics can be extremely rare that you would get something that's not XX or XY. It's extremely rare that the genetic code is so messed up that you have someone that is, you know, a hermaphrodite. So to act like that is very common or that it's common that people are born, you know, a woman is born with a penis, but she's actually a woman. That's not, that's just not the case. God doesn't make mistakes. So to have these Christian Bible teachers that are not even taking a stand to preach the truth of the Bible, who are not even willing to stand on these very common basic scriptures that everybody knows is really, to me, it's just really heartbreaking. And one of the articles that was posted in response to my comment was to a Psychology Today Uh, article. I'll actually have this one's in the show link as well. But they were telling me, uh, one of the other posters was telling me that the, you know, gender is on a spectrum. And uh, just a quote from that article is today, we accept a lot more diversity and see gender as a continuum 
rather than two categories. So men are free to show their feminine side and women are free to show their masculine traits. Okay. When I was a young person, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, it was like my sister, I have a a sister. I have only one sibling. I have a sister. So I come from a home of two girls. We had matchbox cars. We had dump trucks in our sandbox. We had, you know, we also played with Barbies and there was no, like if we played with the matchbox cars more than we played with the Barbies, that meant that we must think we're boys and we're trapped in a girl's body. I mean, back in not that long ago, I mean, I'm 47. So, I mean, when I was a kid, I guess it was that a while ago, but even like five, 10 years ago, we didn't have this push for if a child, if a young child is playing with stereotypical girl toys or boy toys, that that means that they must be transgender and we have to start treating them like they're the opposite sex of what they actually are. I actually think it's cool to be in touch with both your, you know, for as a woman to be in touch with my feminine side and my masculine side. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's natural. I think that's healthy. I think God gave us sort of that balance of being able to enjoy, you know, different things that, that we consider, we as society consider to be traits of male or female, but there's no room for that anymore. And so we have to, instead of just saying that, hi, I'm a girl and I like trucks, that must mean that we don't understand what gender we are. I mean, it's just, it boggles my mind (laughs) and I don't, I can't even wrap my head around how did we get here? And it's frustrating for me when I see these people. And I'm going to call Lisa Bavira celebrity because really that's what she is. She has such a high public profile that, you know, she really is looked up to by the Christian community as a celebrity. And she probably lives her life that way. And she's, you know, constantly, that's how she makes her her money, as does her husband. And these people have such a great opportunity to speak truth during these days when we have so many people that aren't speaking truth. You know, we've got the media and people in education and everything that we've got going on with critical race theory and social justice and, you know, pay attention to race and pay attention to gender. And there's all these different genders. And it has created so much confusion, which of course we know that the devil loves confusion. He loves confusion and chaos. He loves when people don't know who they are. And it's sad to me to see someone like Lisa, who has an opportunity to help people during this time to identify their, to not to identify, but to find their identity in Christ and to realize their identity in Christ and to embrace that identity in Christ. Now, there also came up in this comment thread on this post that based on my comment, that meant that I didn't love people who didn't identify as male or female or maybe identified as transgender, which is another thing that drives me nuts. Because if you tell the truth, if you say it like it is, that means that you don't love people, which is completely false. The Bible calls us over and over again to love all people. Christ calls us to love all people, regardless of their sin. We are all sinners. I am a sinner. You are a sinner. We are all sinners. No one is perfect. And so I am not saying that we are not to love these people, but that doesn't change the fact that there's male and female. 
I'm sorry that you're confused. I will respect calling you whatever name you wish for me to call you. I'm going to treat you with dignity and respect, but I'm not going to say that there's such a thing as transgender or that there's, you know, how many genders do we have now? Seven. I think we're up to like 73 or something like that. I think one time I saw we were up to like 126. Anyway, I can't keep track of it and I'm not playing the made up game. And it really saddens me to see people in such a high visibility position with the ability to influence people, not using that for God's glory, not using that to help people. We have so much confusion and these people have an opportunity where they could help people. This experience in this Facebook post and and reading these, the comments and, you know, she's got tens of thousands, probably over a hundred thousand followers. Maybe she has a million. I don't know. But there were thousands of comments, thousands of likes and loves on this Facebook post. And it was just really interesting to kind of scroll quickly through the comments and see what kind of people were commenting and what the nature of their comment was. And it was overwhelmingly worldly, taking the worldly view on gender. And it's really sad because I think the path is getting narrower and narrower. And it's like every day, you know, we see people that are willing to cave to the culture in order to stay relevant and to keep their fan base. And I personally, I'm maybe I'm just stubborn, but you could, there's never enough money or fame or anything like that, that I would want more than to to tell the truth. And at the end of the day to have God say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. And secondarily to that, to have my family, my husband and my children, to be able to look them in the eye and tell them the truth and to have that kind of integrity. And I just am saddened by how many people are falling off the path and the path is getting narrower. And I feel like every day we're seeing, we're seeing it get a little bit more narrow and it's happening quickly. It's really happening quickly. It's interesting to watch. It's, it's kind of sad to watch, but we know if you are a Bible reader, this is all in the Bible and God tells us that this is how things are going to be. And I think it's just, it's painful (laughs) to have your eyes open right now and to see the deception that is so prevalent and so real in our society. And, you know, a lot of times it hits close to home and it hits, you know, people that you love or people that you thought really had, you know, a certain view of things. And and so it's, it's hard to watch, but, um, I, I don't, I don't engage in these fruitless debates on social media very often years ago, I used to get sucked in, (laughs) but it's such a time suck and, uh, it's, it's truly fruitless and I have a lot better things to do with my time, but I really felt like I was, I wanted to see the reaction on that. I, it was predictable, but I wanted to see the reaction and unfortunately it was predictable and I got the reaction I expected. My encouragement to you is to read your Bible, read it every day, stay grounded in that truth. One of the things that someone commented back to me on that was that, you know, the Bible isn't still relevant. 
to all of the issues that we're facing today. God never anticipated that we would need the Bible today. And to that, I say hogwash. I have other words I would rather say, but I'm going to say hogwash because God knew exactly what we were going to go through. And if you read the Bible, you already know that because we're watching the Bible play out before our very eyes right now. And so I think the best thing that we can do is be in our Bible because that is the truth. That is a foundation. That is what will ground us during these days that seem so difficult, so crazy, so chaotic to have God's word and to just be able to know that there is truth. There is a God who loves us, who has saved us. It doesn't get any better than that. I know this is hard to watch, but to be saved and know that you have eternity in heaven. That is the best news of the day. It does not get any better than that, my friends. So there's my topic of the day. Female is beautiful and God created them, male and female. Thank you so much to all of you who are listening. I appreciate so much the feedback that you've been giving me. I appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends. If you would, please rate it. That really helps. And if you've got a topic that you would love for me to address, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Julie C. Barrett. You can find me on Instagram, Real Julie Barrett. You can find me on Facebook, Woman's Blaining, Julie Barrett Woman's Blaining on Facebook. And you can also find me on uh, my website for Conservative Ladies of Washington is conservativeladiesofwa.com. And you can message me there as well. So I'd love to connect. Thanks again for listening. And I will see you next time. Next time.